to you it's just a game for me it's all i know i make them remember my name before i have to go losing i can't fathom that's the champion's passion confidence never lacking drop the beat let's attack them they be checking for the content you tired of that nonsense no gimmicks break limits quality is i promise this is more than the show this is a way of life because the game as it grows takes us to higher heights check the stats before you check me and don't tell me who the greatest if you don't know the history robert ramon and carlos the new big three and if the pins ain't from them don't bring them to me because i go off like a rocket launcher man i just hate the beat i'm a real monster i can hear the crowd chanting mvp that's my mantra here's a standing on for the opinionated bench warmers Welcome to the Opinionated Benchwarmers Podcast, episode 121. The boys are back to discuss what we do best, and that's sports. We got the brothers in here ready to discuss fantasy. This recap last week, also prep for this week, fantasy-wise. Also talk about the monster game that happened last night between the Chiefs and the Chargers. Can't wait to get started with this one. I want to start off by saying we appreciate all the love and support, all the follows that we receive on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, that's O underscore Benchwarmers. If you're not following us, make sure that you are subscribed to the podcast, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you listen to your podcast. Just make sure you're subscribed and liked in, locked in. You don't want to miss this upcoming football season and basketball season. We got a lot to jump into, so I'm going to get out of the way like I always do. What's up, fellas? How y'all feeling? Yeah, man, feeling good, man. I mean, uh, as always, as we record this on the Friday, um, you know, we had a lot of shocking things happen with usage and different things that we weren't expecting week one. So it'll be interesting going into this week two and see if this thing is uh, legit with the fantasy use. Yeah, man, definitely uh, excited to, to get a chance to record again. I've uh, been trying to see maybe I should have probed y'all a little bit, see if y'all had some week one overreactions. I should have sent out a couple of trades and see how y'all kind of gauging y'all players <laughs> or whatever right now. Uh, see if anybody pressing the panic button, but it's always good to just kind of play it cool after week one, uh, kind of see what's going on heading into week two. So, man, I'm just excited to get it rolling. I'm not going to hold it up anymore, man. Let's go ahead and get into it. Yeah, well, we got to start off with the uh, the most immediate news, I guess. Dennis Schroeder, uh, the best time is the second go around after turning down $84 million from the Lakers, Los Angeles Lakers two years ago in 2020. He signed with us uh, today for $2.2 million a year contract. So he'll be back in La La Land. Uh, I'm excited about it. I mean, that's another score, even though he didn't too, he wasn't consistent like I love to see him. Uh, when he was with us but hey look we got him for a discount obviously so uh, how do you guys feel about Dennis Schroeder joining the Los Angeles Lakers I personally I like it you know the second go around I think he realized that hey he 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 messed up an opportunity right you know and then you got one of the biggest fan bases that's giving you pretty much giving you crap for these last two years on passing up that contract and doing different things now he get a chance to really redeem himself and it's always been hinted, you know, I remember where he got under LeBron James Instagram post and said, hey, you know, pretty much hinted at coming back. Like, hey, Lake Show, because everybody knows that LeBron is like the secret GM <laughs> behind everything. Like he wants somebody to happen. And it's going to pretty much happen. So everybody know that. But um, I'm excited to see him on the second go around. Um, it's going to be interesting with these guards, but I'm excited. Yeah, I mean. 
honestly, for me, uh, the move for just Schroeder himself and who he is as a basketball player, I like the move in that regard. Uh, I do think that, honestly, there's going to need to be something else that happens because you have too many small guards, uh, small perimeter players on the team. And so when you have a team where, of course, you have Russell Westbrook and now Patrick Beverly involved and also Kendrick Nunn and now bringing in Schroeder. And you got Lonnie Walker as well. Yeah. And so you got a lot of undersized guards, you know, on the perimeter. And when we look at at today's game and even look at a, a major reason why Brooklyn ultimately struggled with Boston, it was a lot because of, of the small guards that they had. And anytime they got stuck in those switches against a guy like a Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown, you know, they, they were in trouble. And so uh, I do think that this move, there needs to be something else that comes with it. It can't just stand alone. But as a basketball player, I do, you know, like Dennis Schroeder, so. One would speculate that this could be pointing to a Westbrook trade. So we, we have to see what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah, real quick. Um, I just want to read this real quick from um, Dennis Struder himself. And I think this is big. He said, uh, Laker Nation, this past year, I didn't feel right. I felt misunderstood. Nobody really knew the story. I'm coming back to the biggest organization to make this bleep right. I hope Laker Nation is going to support me every single day. I will give everything I hate. I have every single day. It's an honor to play for the Lakers. So he like he in the right mindset, and I'm gonna support the dude. You know, he know he messed up this first go around. Uh, he a Lakers now, so I mean, it's water under the bridge. But let's move on. I know fans are wanting to get into what we came here for, and that's football, man. We had a whole week to recap of last weekend's football. We just came off a big game between the Chargers and the Chiefs. It wasn't a lot of as many points scored as I anticipated. Uh, made more of a defensive struggle game, one would say. Uh, but, I mean, a couple big storylines out of there. Justin Herbert is, you know, injured. You know, he has a fractured uh, rib cartilage. So he's he's uh, listed as day-to-day, uh, which is alarming to Chargers fan. Uh, but overall, I mean, I thought it was a pretty good game. But I would have loved to see more points scored. I don't know about you guys. Yeah, no, I think so. I mean, you know, you look at both sides, right? One side that lost to Rekin. I think we talked about this a little bit today, Rob, off air. But um, Tariq Hill's gone. You know, there's your big play threat. And then you look at Keenan Allen being out on the other side. You look at those key pieces. Those are some of the top been the top players at their position playing that are no longer in this game, that have been in this game, you know, previous years that helped put up, obviously, points. So I think that played a huge part in it being low scoring. I think it was something like 10 to 13 or something or 14 at halftime or something like that. So. Um, I would have loved to see more points, you know, but um, again, I'm thinking like the rest of us in a fantasy mindset. Yeah, no, I I agree. Uh, I think it's still, you know, ultimately with those pieces and everything that you said that were meant uh, missing, you know, from the matchup. I still think that overall you were looking at, you know, two of the best teams that we have in the league at this point, uh, especially with two of the, the best young quarterbacks that we have in the league. Uh, Like you said, it is, you know, troubling and concerning for Justin Herbert and how things will look for them going forward. But, you know, both of those teams are, are, you know, at this at this point, to my opinion, probably top five teams in the league. And so, um, you know, like you said, it didn't kind of meet expectations from you expected it to maybe be a up and down the field type of game, kind of maybe similar to a few years ago when you had the Rams and the Chiefs just kind of marching up and down the field. It didn't really take that lens, but, uh, you know, ultimately, I think for it, you might see these teams uh, matching up in even bigger game later in the season. 
Well, I mean, let's talk about fantasy implications of this game. Of course, we got a couple of players to discuss here. We got uh, Keenan Allen, who was out of, with injury, which he's on my fantasy team, so I wasn't happy about that. Um, but on the flip side, you had some big names playing in this game. We'll start with Juju Smith-Schuster. Um, we were expecting a lot of big things out of him so far. He's off to a really slow start with the first two weeks of the season. It doesn't seem like he's even targeted as much as we thought he would be. Um, we thought that he would probably be the replacement for Tyreek Hill when Tyreek Hill left. Um, but that's just not the case right now. Um, if you're sitting there with Juju Smith-Schuster on your squad right now, how are you feeling? Yeah, I mean, I think you're feeling like hot and cold right now because the his week one was actually not as bad, you know. It's just his week two, you know, he barely had it, like two catches at halftime and he finished the game with three catches. When you look at that, it's just like, you know, what in the world is going on? Like, so I just think this offense as a whole has changed, you know. It's just, you know, Hardman can't fill Tariq's shoes like we thought he was going to be. Kelsey, you know, he's going to probably be the most target on the team. But, like, really and truly, now this opens up the offense. There's no number one guy on this team. So it's going to be a frustrating offense. It's almost like wide receiver, wide receiver by committee over there because any week a receiver can go off and then the next week not do well. So I don't know. It's not a it's, – it's hard to avoid the Chiefs offense, but it's hard right now to predict their offense as well. Yeah. Yeah. And- Oh, you, yeah. No, I, I can't say it any better than that. Honestly, I think that week in and week out is going to be unpredictable. You know, I sit here as a Juju owner and I'll say that pretty much it really depends on where you drafted him, where he's slotted on your roster. You know, in the league that I have Juju, I have him as you know one of my flex spots. You know, I'm not dependent on him to obviously be a wide receiver one, a wide receiver two, or even honestly a wide receiver three for me. And so, um, when you have that aspect, it just depends on like where you valued him in the draft and where you took him um, as to whether you're going to be disappointed or not. But you aren't going to get that consistency uh, from really any of their targets at this point, especially when you have a guy that I'm sure we'll probably talk about, you know, in the backfield that uh, looks like he's stepping forward in Clyde this year. Yeah, we can move on to Clyde. What a transition there. Clyde finished with 15 uh, fantasy points in PPR league, which I was elated. He's in one of my dynasty. He's in my dynasty league. Uh, he's on my team. It seems like he's headed in the right direction. Like you mentioned, Ramon, uh, they're making a point to get him involved in the passing game as well as the rushing game. Um, but this new offense, like it alluded to, it does cater to the run game and controlling the clock a little more traditional than we used to the chiefs playing instead of seeing Patrick slinging it around, even though he's still slinging it around, but they, it seems like they have much more of a balance than they've had in previous years. And Clyde entering into his, what, this is his third year is looking pretty good. Third. Yeah. Third yeah. year. Um, but on the flip side, we got me Hardman. I was telling Lowe's off air, man, I think I'm done with me. I fall for that hype every year. Of course, me was supposed to be the guy. He's been in the league for three years. Uh, another speechster guy coming out of college and, and people were saying that they were thinking that he could compliment Tyreek Hill. And then when Tyreek Hill left, some people were saying that he probably could, you know, kind of be something as like a Tyreek Hill who could stretch the field, but that hadn't been the case so far this season. Uh, if you're sitting with me, Cole Hartman on your squad right now, I mean, I, I feel like I mean, I'm right here. I know the overreaction is what it is here, but I'm not too excited. I'm looking to come up off of him. Um, and he's like more of like you said, Ramon, like more of a flex for me, but I'm not expecting anything out of me, Cole, this year. 
I mean, I can't say more or add more to that, honestly. Like, like Mo said, <laughs> yeah, give me no hope. by committee. And, and the thing about it is, Miko hasn't shown you thus far in his career that, that he can be that guy. You know, he's going to give you flashes where you'll see a big play come here or there. But, I mean, I, I, I'm sorry. I can't give you any hope on that one, bro. <laughs> like, no hope. Yeah. Yeah, same here. I think he is who we thought he. No, that's not right. He just he's he's just not that good, man. I just think he's okay. He he, he he's not what we thought he was. How about that one? Yeah, I think he definitely at this point in his career is who he is, and I'll no longer uh, bite the buzz on that. Now I'm in four leagues. I only took him in one, so I wasn't that high. Patrick Mahomes. If you're having Patrick Mahomes on your fantasy squad, I think that you could be rather elated i mean he didn't he didn't hit the 300 yard mark uh last night but i think it's more credit to the Chargers defense than it is anything else they have a wonderful defensive unit during james jr i'm the dirt jane uh they got um uh khalil mack on that side uh bosa you know they're amazing on defense they got guys flying around jc jackson um the Chargers are for real this year um they they're one of my favorite favorites of you know top three team in the league to me yeah, easily. I mean, if you look at that game, right, they controlled most of that game. And before that pick six really came, they were about to score again and take the lead. So you really look at how many times that they either were um, screwed on a penalty or not given an interception during that game. They're right there. They're right there. I mean, they just can't make those huge mistakes like a pick six. And, you know, you go back to that pick six play, Gerald Everett, you know, a former Ram, um, a former Seahawk. He was a player that was saying, hey, Take me out. I'm tired. I just caught the last two passes for 26, 20 plus yards. I'm gassed right now. I can't do this hurry up. And you can see on that play where he gave half effort. And then that was obviously where the this uh, miscommunication was. And he threw the interception. So, you know, <laughs> you know the saying, how they say, they say I'm tired, boss. He said, well, that's too damn bad. You got to yeah. stay in there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, no doubt. But he is one player that I did want to mention from a fantasy standpoint that I think that Gerald Everett is a value for you this year. Definitely. Like, like seeing what he even still produced in that game, uh, being second in targets and also, well, being tied for the most in targets and also, you know, second in receiving yards, uh, especially with Keenan Allen being out and uh, dealing with his injury concerns. Like Gerald Everett is a value for you this year. Um, I'm kind of upset just dropping a little bit in our dynasty league. I had a chance to, to get Gerald Everett this off season. And I tried to, you know, be tough in trade negotiations and play hardball and, and things didn't end up going my way. But, hey. Don't you hate that? Yeah. Don't you hate I, that, that when that, you play hardball? That's, that's, that's a thing with Ramon. Ramon is the hardball trade man. <laughs> absolutely. I absolutely agree with that. I absolutely agree with that. Nah, we all do that. No, we all no, do that. I, no, Ramon is like this. My price is my price. Whether yeah. you're gonna meet that, talk to me in a little bit. Well, maybe we're talking a few. I was like, like, I will say, that man, come on, we talk to trade, you. Boy. We was in trade negotiations uh, prior to week one, and he did counter my stuff. We did go back and forth, you know, maybe twice. That's a record for us because right. usually it's like a decline, and that's it. But this, this, this is the thing, bro. This is how I look at trades. I never am gonna be forced into a situation that I don't like. So if it ain't meeting the point that I like, I'm not making the deal. If I'm like, kind of like, I'm not making the deal. So 
that's just what happens. And so sometimes, you know, I walk away and it's not good. And it, it turns out to be a Gerald Everett situation that I miss out on. And then sometimes it does work out in my favor. And I'm like, man, I'm glad I didn't make that deal or that would have sunk my team. So, you know, it just is what it is. I just trade. I don't care what the repercussions are. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> no, nah, but moving on, man, we got a big week of football coming up. Um, I want to check, do the temperature check on the room. How are you guys feeling about your team right now? New Orleans Saints, we're one and oh, got bound to skin our teeth. We got the books coming up this weekend. Uh, Los, they get a bye week, they got the Falcons. <laughs> so I know they're so happy to see the Falcons after the after their season. After y'all squeeze by, I'm sure. What you mean? Y'all barely beat the Falcons. <laughs> we barely the Falcons beat the Falcons. had y'all sweating. Yeah. I think I, y'all are better at this point than we are. I think it's oh, funny no, too, Los, that, that he asked us about our teams and how we feel and then went straight to talking about the Saints. Like, how you right. ask the question and then start answering him? I started it. I kicked it off. We got, we got the Bucks coming up. You know, I was at the Bucks last year when they were in New Orleans. I was at the game and Jameis got hurt, but we still won. It seems like the New Orleans Saints really got the Bucks number. So, the Saints are going in as, I think, two-point underdogs here. Last time I checked, uh, and if I was a betting man, I would take the Saints with those points and uh, and, and ride, man. I think it's a good bet. We, you know, we, we seem to have Tom Brady's number. That's interesting. That's very interesting, being that a lot of your guys going into this game banged up. Some critical guys going into this game. Yeah, Mark A.K., yeah, James. I think they are gonna play, but I don't know about AK. AK probably won't play. Yeah, but I think yes. James gonna play. Yeah, so it's gonna be an interesting week. I mean, I look at my team week one, and I'm glad we didn't really get a chance to talk about that that uh start of the nah, season. Yeah, but nah, that's nah, like a moment right here. <laughs> that's a no, no. That's past. You know, we <laughs> we we on we on the week two. That feels like nah, so nah. long ago, but that y'all look. I like sure crap. <laughs> No, I mean, it's a mixture of a lot of things. The Bills are just a good team. Respectfully, they're just yeah, a good, good team, team and, yeah. and they're probably the best team in the AFC. They're you the know, best team in Yeah. Do anything, like, as far as getting any cup. Okay, cup going to be cup. But besides him, they, they say, okay, we're going to give you cup, but nobody else is going to. Y'all need Odell, man. Y'all need to yeah, get we need another one. Y'all need to, no, y'all need to get Allen. Um, y'all need to get um, uh, Allen. Robinson involved. Allen Robinson more involved. I yeah. agree, and I agree. I agree, and I think this is the week that he does get a chance. I think it was talked about too much. And then we can talk about this fantasy situation. How about Cam Akers, right? Yeah, that's Cam the Akers was the lead running back. Yeah, I think he that's the lead running back. transition to, yeah. Are we yeah, panicking? So, I, I'm panicking. No. Cam, no. Cam, what was his ADP this this season? Don't quote like fourth round, fourth like round, third, fourth, third, fourth round, third, fourth, yeah. So if I'm yeah. not third or fourth round, third or fourth round, you drafting starters. I, I'm, I'm hoping that it. And then Daryl Henderson looked good last yeah. week. You know, I, I'm giving it. I'm giving getting through week two, basically. Like my hand is up, almost about to hit the panic button. It just ain't quite hit it just yet, yeah, but week yeah. two is going to let us know a lot. I'd be sick, dog. Like, I started this man, and he gave you zero points. Like Zero. Three carries for zero. Now, you got to like, <laughs> like his response. You got to like his response. He said, yeah, you know, hey, I'm going to do what Coach says. If Coach saying I'm not always right. I like the response, but Darren right. Henderson did not look bad. 
I'm starting Darren uh, again. I'm starting him again this week in my fantasy league. Like, yeah. why now? Yeah. I'm starting like, him in the league yeah. too. Yeah, like so. I mean, here's the thing. He looked good. Here's the thing. Right, and I'll say this: y'all be careful with the Rams' backfield, right? Oh, oh, yeah. oh, and what I mean by that is everybody's feeling good about Daryl Henderson, right? And then it's the week that he get three carries or four carries and don't show up. The Rams, I think, really are going into a hot hand situation where, you know, they're going to take – they both are going to play. Depending on how they play, this guy's going to be the lead back. I think it was more so Cam Akers missed an assignment in blocking, and it was like half effort, and then Coach pulled him out for the rest of the game. You know what I mean? And it was like how he was doing in practice. There was no urgency in practice, right? So on top of those two things, so he pretty much benched in the first quarter for that reason. And then when you do play, you miss assign- assignment, you know what I mean? It's like, okay, you know. I'm going to make an example out of you type of thing. So I would say Henderson may have a role when we are favorites or they both may have a role when we're favorites. But other than that, it's going to be go back and forth, you know, if we're not favorites, yeah. depending on the hot hand. But it may be a situation like the Browns. I mean, there's value with Hunt and there's value with Chubb. I started both of those guys in my league and they both did just fine. You know, so it may be that type of situation as well, because Henderson, Henderson got the juice as well as Cam. I thought he had more juice than Cam did to me just by the eye test. But I mean, it's interesting to keep an eye on. And when you're looking at fantasy, you're looking at a week to week situation anyway. So this week I'm I'm trusting Henderson. I'm not going to say he's a year long play. But for now, until they sort that out, I'm going Henderson. I just realized I'm taking that back in the league. I care the most about I'm going against Henderson. So. I really, I hope it's Cam Akers' week. Yeah, give me Cam. Cam all day. You had to go look at it again. Yeah, give me Cam all day. But moving along, man, who who have you, who have y'all thought has been the biggest surprise so far in fantasy? Before we get into prepping to this week for the for the listeners, let's talk about some surprises so far in fantasy this week after week one. Are we talking good surprises? Are we talking like good or bad, brother? Whatever you want to, uh, whatever you feel like going. I, I would just say. Looking at that Dallas offense week one, it was just before Dak got hurt, it was just like they couldn't get anything going against the Bucs, you know, and looking at how they got two good running backs. This is supposed to be the year Zeke was fresh and come back. And granted, he played decent, you know, nothing to really call home about. But looking at his connection with C.D. Lamb, you know, maybe, you know, I'll give credit to the Bucs. But again, looking at his connection with C.D. Lamb, it wasn't there. And now on top of that, you know, your starting quarterback is hurt, and now you're going to, you know, fall on your QB2 to run the offense, you know. And it's just it's just one of those. That was very disappointing. I think probably the most – they got beat bad, and then you lose your starting quarterback starting week one. And so I look at that, and I'm just like, you know, how do you how do you deal with those those fantasy options? How do you deal with those guys on that roster, the Zeeks, the Pollards, the C.D. Lambs, the Noah Browns, you know, the uh, Dalton Schultz? How do you deal with those options now that – their, their starting quarterback is gone. You know what I mean? Like, now I need to see a week of how they're going to do with the QB2 in there. Yeah, no, like you said, man, that's that's a rough situation. Uh, I'm still hoping my guy Dalton Schultz can get it together. But uh, on the surprise side for me uh, is seeing the way that Curtis Samuel looked in week one and seeing really the, the volume of targets that he received uh, over there in Carolina. You know, coming into the season, everybody would think that, hey, this is the DJ Moore show, you know, second with that, probably Robbie Anderson. But seeing uh, Curtis Samuel actually lead the team in targets week one uh, was a little bit of a surprise for me. 
and seeing if he can kind of continue to produce this going forward because he played essentially a little bit of that hybrid, almost Debo Samuel type of role because he got some carries. Uh, also, like I said, led the team in targets. So he was a little bit of a surprise for me in week one and seeing if that's an effort that can be sustained throughout the course of the season. Yep. I mean, I will go with my surprise. Can I do the, the 1A, 1B thing? Because I got two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> it's my show. I can do whatever I want. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I think one my, my first one, I'll start with the homer, uh, MT. I thought he looked very sharp. I mean, I thought that for, for what it was worth after him missing a year and a half of football, basically two seasons of football, um, just how sharp his routes was. Uh, he scored two touchdowns. Uh, coming off of that extended amount of time out, I thought that it was a surprise to see how sharp he was. Um, I had actually took him in one of my fantasy leagues, but I actually benched him because I just wanted to see what he looked like. And I had 22 points sitting on my bench. And those are 22 points that I could have used and I could actually won the matchup. So, I mean, getting a little too cute there, <laughs> but you best believe he won't be on. He won't see my he won't smell my bench again until bye week. That's just how good he looked in week one. And I think he'll only get better as time progresses. Him and Jameis Winston are on the same page. Um, I think as long as Jameis Winston has that favorite target like he did when he was in Tampa with Mike Evans, I think he'll be fine. Um, my second surprise, um, which which probably isn't a shouldn't be a surprise. So I, that's why I saved it for like a one B type deal. Um, but I thought Miles Sanders looked pretty good. I thought out of all the criticism he's received in the offseason, being injured uh, during the offseason, not knowing if he's going to start or uh, he ended up with two touchdowns. Uh, he ended up with two touchdowns and uh, 90, almost 100 yards rushing, 96 yards rushing. I thought he looked very, very good. That's a good sign for the Eagles in having Miles Sanders going good. And you could get Miles Sanders probably in like the seventh or eighth round. That's what I got him at. And, you know, he's paying it off right now. So that's I me. like both of those. I like both of those, especially uh, Michael Thomas, man, who came into the week with that hamstring injury. And A.J. Terrell is one of those rising cornerbacks, and to score on him twice was big time. And to show you had a connection with Jameis Winston on back shoulder throws, too, as well, I thought that was huge for the Saints and for their offense to see him to look like himself after being gone a year. So that's that was, I, I really like that. I didn't think about that one, but that's a huge one. Absolutely. We got another big week of football coming up, guys. So we got to do it. Uh, this probably be a weekly segment now that we're in fantasy season. But it's who's your favorite play of the week. So we'll just go through and talk about it. If you have multiple ones, let's we can go through them. It, you know, it's our show. We do what we want. Uh, but you only have to give one. Uh, we'll start off with Carlos. What's up? All right. Let's do it, man. So I'm going to start off with Paris Campbell for the um, Colts. I like him as a play because, you know, I look at that offense, right? Michael Pittman, we don't know his status going into the week. You know, as we record this episode, you know, you look at Alec Pierce. He's a guy that's going to miss as well. Now, this is a guy that's going to come in and step in. is going to have an opportunity to play. And last week, he didn't do too bad with his opportunities. Um, finishing the game with uh, four targets, three catches, 37 yards, and 6.7 um uh, fantasy points while playing 70% of the snaps. So I think that snap percentage goes up this week. Um, and um, I like him as a sneaky good play. I won't, I'll, I'll give you a, a good sneaky play. And then uh, the Colts, you know, I think they, they need to shake back at the time with the Texans. Really? Really? 
<laughs> nah, that was ugly, man. That was ugly. Nice little segue to me and trying to throw my team under the bus in that particular moment. Uh, but we will shake back. Uh, we will shake back. I guess uh, if we roll it on to me, uh, somebody that is somewhat of a sneaky play, but I would say Jeff Wilson, you know, in that 49ers backfield uh, right now, when you see a guy like Elijah Mitchell go down and uh, pretty much that backfield be wide open uh, between Jeff Wilson and Ty Davis Price, I think you may see, you know, a game script that is slotted a little bit more for Jeff Wilson uh, as they go against the Seahawks in this upcoming week. But uh, he's a guy that I think that you can at least plug into a flex spot for you with hope and upside of him potentially even being a running back two or so for you this week. So if I, I had a little bit of a sleeper pick and a little bit of a sleeper play without something that, you know, everybody is going to do, it would be a guy like Jeff Wilson. Okay, Jeff Wilson is lost making moves while we're recording right now in our fantasy league. You think you're sick, man. I got my eye on you, man. Got my eye on you. Um, you guys relax. Right. <laughs> no, but I think my favorite play would be uh, this week is Trey Lance in a shakeback game. I think a lot of people, especially, uh, I think that's a good DFS play. I think a lot of people will be off of him. Uh, but considering the conditions in Chicago, I don't know. They the reporter said that they put down a new field. It was horrible. It didn't it didn't hold water quite well. Um, but I mean, in, in those types of conditions, you expect him to take a step back. But even look at last year when he got his starts. I mean, he's over twenty points. He's good with his leg. He can throw the ball. Uh, he has weapons. I think they'll have to rely on him more you know, with uh, Elijah Mitchell, which is no surprises out. He barely has played since he's been in the league. Um, but I think that Trey Lance, I think we can look at him at a, in a, in a good shake back spot. Uh, I'm starting him with pride uh, this week in one of my fantasy leagues. And I think that he's going to he's going to lead me to the to the promised land. So that's my favorite pick of the week this week. I like it, man. Yep. So with anything else coming up, man, I got anything else interesting. No, man, I think we got some good games. I think this week, too, I think this will scare a lot of people. I mean, this will calm a lot of people or completely put people into full panic this week. So um, I think week two is probably like the most important week because you can always have, you have a week to at least compare it to. Yeah, no, I agree with that. And I think also too, just a little slight side note, man, I think it's good for the listeners to know that in between the three of us, we're doing a season long pick them. So we'll update y'all also too on our status with that of how well we're picking the games throughout the course of the season. I think uh, the, the greater percentage of this game is remembering to set your picks. Yeah. <laughs> I think that is the, the most important strategy of this. Please remember to set your picks because I so forgot about the game last night. And y'all supposed to be my brothers and y'all didn't remind me. So, bro, we, you know we, how we that competing, go. bro. We that competing. don't matter, bro. That don't matter. <laughs> that's thick and thin, bro. Through thick and thin. All right. So if I don't set my fantasy lineup, you going to hit me up? <laughs> oh, okay. it's, it's not about me man oh, okay <laughs> no but we have a fun time hopefully everybody enjoy we got lsu versus mississippi state uh which actually um lsu are three are two point three point underdogs at home yep. so that's very interesting um so if you're a betting person no that might be a bet that you want to take Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, honestly, with that game, it, it is going to be a tough one for LSU, especially in kind of what we saw uh, with week one with that secondary that was a little bit questionable. You know, Mike Leach is coming in there. Oh, they were ball terrible. 50, man. 60 times. Uh, those linebackers are also going to get tested uh, as well. So 
Uh, I, I can understand how Mississippi State will come in and be favorites in the game, but I do think that honestly, it's it's literally a pick them. Yeah, it's like, a toss it go it's a either way. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I'm interested to see Jaden again. I think Jaden is. Uh, well, I mean, I, we play Southern University. Shout out to them. Uh, great band. Um, I grew up on Southern, um, but I mean, of course, it's two two different levels of football. But um, Jaden is, is, you know, I, th- I think he's going to get better game to game. And I think that they're going to go as far as he can take them. Uh, but hopefully we can figure out that secondary run because I was not impressed with the secondary at all. They were not on the same page. Yeah, no, 100%. But you are going to get some uh, some bodies that come back this week. You had a couple of suspensions. Uh, so you will get uh, guys that will provide depth in that defensive backfield, uh, like a seven banks. Um, and it's another name that I'm – forgetting right now at the top of my head but they were missing some key guys in week one yeah man so we're gonna get on out of here guys i think we covered it all y'all have anything else for the listeners all right man well we appreciate you for rocking with us this long of course you listen to the opinionated benchwarmers podcast you can find the podcast on anywhere you like to listen to your podcast that's Stitcher, apple podcast google podcast also, you can interact with us on social media. That's O underscore Benchwarmers on Twitter and Instagram. We appreciate y'all for rocking with us, man. Enjoy your football weekend, week two. Do not overreact. This is only week two, fantasy players. Do not. This is a this is a marathon, not a race. And OB will be with you every step of the way. So until next time, we're out of here. Later. <laughs>